This is Church Alive's teaching of the week. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. How many of you are happy to be in the house of God today? It's a good place to be, amen? Hey, I am excited about what's going on today at Church Alive. Some of you might not know all of our mission points, just maybe verbatim a lot of our church family that you've been with us for a long time, but our fourth mission point of what we want to accomplish is to transform our community. A few more amens would have been appropriate right there. I'm going to be honest with you. You're a little weak right there, folks. Come on. Uh, you know, we're definitely in the world missions and we're in it heavy. But, but how many of you know we need to make a difference outside of this house right here? Right? We don't have to get on an airplane to go make a difference. We want to make a difference here. And, and God sets up these amazing uh, connections from time to time. And today we are uh, honored to be able to have John Layton and some of the team from Voice of Hope. Can you all give them a hand? Amen. They're good people. Uh, but, but just before I bring John up, I just want to share a little bit about them. Uh, we've been connected in the past uh, with other recovery ministries such as King Challenge and, and Mercy House, and they're, they're great. They're great. Um, but there's been a connection that we've had with these folks for a little while now. And, and in case you didn't know, uh, Voice of Hope came out of Waco Church of God, so literally down the road in Mize. I was a Mize High School Bulldog graduate, but I knew John in school. Uh, a little while back, we were at an event together, and I'd not really seen him in years, maybe like since 1995, and so which is the year I graduated. Uh, but we just started talking, and I knew he was connected with Voice of Hope, and of course on Facebook you see pictures and stuff, but, but we just got to talk for about an hour. And I told Regina on the way home, I said, it's one of the greatest conversations I've had in a long time. And I mentioned to our team earlier, you know, a lot of times you run into people that, that you knew a long time ago, 1995. We've, our paths have not crossed since then, and they're not serving the Lord. But we just sat down and we talked about the goodness of God and what God has done in his life and in his family's life and, and what they're doing now. And, and I just thanked God for it on the way home. And then we've had this amazing opportunity to be connected with them as a church. Uh, we support them financially, and uh, we have multiple guys that go there and speak on a regular basis. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm down for early September myself, and I know we've got at least a half dozen. Guys, if, you, if you've spoken there before, will you please raise your hand? I see at least three or four of you right now. Y'all look at these hands. Amen. These are guys that go and minister, and, um, and, and, and I'm sure they would welcome others. So with that said, we're connected with them in multiple ways. We, we speak there. Uh, we support them financially. We pray for them, of course. And then they're so awesome at times whenever we've got projects going on, some of their teams come and help us. Like they're helping with a new radio station on Main Street. We're moving the, the, the radio station to Main Street. And I had a couple of them helping me here last week. Um, but with all that said, I'm just excited that we have this connection that God set up. And you're going to hear in just a moment about what this ministry is doing to change lives. And, and we're totally behind them and what they're doing. We're excited about it. And I want to go ahead and just tell you, go ahead and warm your checkbook up because uh, after service, we're going to give you the opportunity to sow into some good ground. Amen? Some good ground. And so without further ado, uh, would you all please give John Layton a hand as he comes up this morning? Amen?
Thank you. I felt a sweet presence of the Lord in the house. And the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I feel freedom in this house this morning. And I just, I see some familiar faces. I see some family in here too, back there in the very back. Uh, I'm just thankful for Church Alive. I'm thankful, thankful for Pastor Gene and the First Lady. Uh, Y'all have a great pastor and pastor's wife. Can we give them a hand? I'm not even going to try to start naming names because I see too many faces and I'll forget somebody and then I'll feel, man, I left them out, so I don't want to do that. But I'm just thankful for this opportunity, Pastor, to be here, to come and just, you know, just tell a little bit about what God's doing in our life and what in my life and in the ministries of Voice of Hope and Beauty from Ashes. My wife couldn't make it today. We got some stuff going on. We send uh, about... 20 girls to start full uh, this week. They're down there cleaning. Uh, praise God. We got any Mississippi State Bulldogs in the house? Yeah. Hallelujah. But we sent some girls down there to clean apartments, and uh, we got about 20 more girls going uh, this week. So uh, that's why they couldn't be here today. But I want to just give you a quick, brief, my testimony of, uh, of what God has done in my life. And uh, if I had to title my testimony, it would be, from a choice to the change. Because our life is all about choices, choices that we make each and every day. But change is something that we all have to go through in life. Change can bring fear or can bring freedom. Either way you choose, it requires a choice that we have to make. I lived in addiction for 25 years, and honestly, I know in 23 of those years, I wanted to change, but I didn't even know how to change. I didn't even know who to turn to for the help that I needed. I had gotten so used to living in the miserable mess that I had brought upon myself for way too long. I was raised in a loving home with the foundation of Christ, saved, baptized, and filled with the Holy Spirit at the age of 11. I started drinking and smoking at the age of 16, that would soon lead to marijuana, and shortly thereafter, life that I had known it would all be changed on the altar of crystal meth. Every addiction starts with a hurt or a lie, or in some cases, the truth that Satan can use until he can kill, steal, and destroy every hope and dream that God has for us. This drug is so dangerous because it made me feel unstoppable and like I alone could conquer whatever I desired. This was the beginning of the isolation stage that crystal meth is known for, which put me in a vulnerable place to, for Satan to have me right where he wanted me. The Bible warns us that the devil is like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. What lion goes for the herd? Doesn't he go for the one that is isolated from the rest? Little did I know that I would remain in a life of addiction as a functioning addict that was good at hiding my $500 a week habit, my hurts, my worthlessness, and my, my desire to just die for way too long. I finally got clean. Listen to this. I finally got clean long enough in 2010 for one year that God introduced me to my wife and my soon-to-be daughter, Brittany and Addison. Five years into our marriage, I would introduce her to the same demon that I had been fighting for 15 years. We lived every parent's nightmare as we buried our firstborn son. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> we would later have two more boys that the courts would soon take from us due to domestic violence abuse. After numerous fights with my, my wife, 
She would land, I would land her in the hospital broken to pieces and being operated on over three times. At this point in my life, I, it was do or die for me. And I was left with those two choices that I started this whole testimony with. Choice one was to end up dead or in prison for the rest of my life and never seeing my kids again. And choice two was taking the advice of my pastor, Jeremy Smith, and go to a faith-based recovery program and at least allow the Lord to change the situation with my kids. Change was an understatement of what God was about to do in my life after surrendering to his will. God not only gave me custody of my kids back, but he restored my marriage stronger than I could ever even dream it could be. He will do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or even think after we submit our will to his life. It gets better. My wife and I got to help Pastor Jeremy and Jennifer Smith birth a women's and men's faith-based recovery program, which is Voice of Hope and Beauty from Ashes. We get to give back to not just one, but an army of people. And there is no better feeling than to pay it back by loving the people back to Jesus when their families have gave up on them. My wife and I just got through with MIP and we are now ordained ministers in the church of God. Don't ever give up on yourself and definitely on God because it isn't over until he says it's over. Brittany and I often wondered why God would let us make the choices that we made in our life at an early age. Our thoughts weren't his thoughts. And our desires weren't his desires and nor can we comprehend his wisdom but I promise you one thing. Brittany and mine's life points to Genesis 50-20. What the devil meant for evil, God intended for good, for the saving of many lives. And we are living that out today. But we stand in front of you today as a man and woman of God that we are confident in the calling that God has on our life to work with the broken, work with the, the, the addicted. And there is this is where voice, voice of hope and beauty from ashes comes as a, in a vital instrument in their life of recovery each and every day. When everyone else has given up and wrote them off, we stand in the trench with them and we lead them back to the Lord. We have seen the impossible become possible and we have seen the never will become it did. And, and in my 25 years of addiction, I have learned one thing, that God won't make you do it, but he sure will make you wish you would have. And in the nine months that this program is at Voice of Hope and Beauty from Ashes. We pray and we believe that by the time these men and our women leave the program, we will hear them stand and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. First one up for Voice of Hope is my brother Garrett Waits. Come on, Garrett. I love you, son. I ain't going to take away from your testimony. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Love you, too. Thank you all for having us. My name is Garrett Waits, and I'm 31. I've been at the Voice of Hope for four and a half months. I live in Wayne County in a small community called Clare. Growing up, I had a very good childhood. My parents might have been split up, but they made sure I was taken care of and a little bit spoiled. My grandparents on both sides made sure I knew who God was and went to church. I accepted, <clears throat> accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at a young age, but strayed from him and his plans for me when I was in high school. I never was one to do drugs or even try them. I did start drinking in high school and in college. 
I went into the oil field at 20, and by the time I was 21, <clears throat> I had worked my way up the ladder and even drilled some. But on March 17, 2013, the life I had worked so hard to build came to a, a screeching halt. I was injured by being pinned between two skids. I was pinned between seven and 10 minutes, and once free, I was airlifted to San Antonio, Texas. On the flight, they gave me my first taste of pain medication. It didn't take the pain completely away, but made me not care about the pain. After hours of surgery, I woke up expecting to not have my legs. But the power of prayer, work, and God had other plans for me. At this point, I was just happy to be alive. In the next few months, a lot would change. I was in and out of this hospital having surgeries. I even married my high school sweetheart. I would start living for God again. Then years later, I was still having surgeries and realized I had a problem with pain medication. I had friends give me the, <clears throat> their old prescriptions and were just starting to buy some off the streets. For the first time ever in my life, I was ashamed of myself, of who I'd become. I knew I was doing wrong, but couldn't stop. I knew I couldn't play with God, so I stopped going to church altogether. I was so ashamed that I started distancing myself from my wife. She then left me and divorced me. It was at that point my addiction turned worse. I started spending every dollar I could make on pills, and once I got my settlement, I was blowing through it. Until one day, the family I was trying to avoid that was always there for me, always praying for me, sat me down and asked me if I wanted to go get help. And I said yes, and that's the second best decision I ever made. So, uh, first best giving my life back to God. Two days later, I arrived at the Voice of Hope. It was rough at first for a week or two. I knew on the first night, first Devo, that God was working on me again. The first Sunday night at the well here in McGee, I found God again. Brother John prayed over me and spoke to me about things in my life that needed to change and things that were going to happen in my life. He promised me that if I'd give it all over to God, that he would show up and show out and be there when no one else was. And he has done just that. God has brought me closer to my parents again than I have been in a long time. I have a nine-month-old little girl that looks just like me, that will now get the real me, the real father, and a man of God that she deserves. Since being here, I started working at Polk's, and since being there, I have made supervisor. I have an agreement with my dad that if I continue to live for God and his plans for my life, that he is going to leave me his part of our farm to me and not sell it when he moves to the country of Panama and Central America. I now have a relationship with God like never before. I stay in his word daily, and my prayer life has never been stronger. I'd like to thank y'all for giving me a few minutes of y'all's time and letting me share parts of my story with y'all on how God has changed my life. Come on, Blaze. This is Blaze Beasley. He's a... Uh, He's the youngest man I got in the program. Uh, this is why I do what I do. If I could have just got it when I was this age, if I could have just got it together when I was his age, there's no telling where God would have me at today. But everything happens for a reason. I, and I'm just so proud of you, buddy, that you're here and you're giving your life to the Lord and you're doing big things. I love you, son.
My name is Blaze Beasley and I'm from Waynesboro, Mississippi. <clears throat> and I'm 18 years old. When I was little, I had the best child childhood a kid could ask for. I had everything I needed and more than what I wanted. My parents done everything they could to make sure me and my sisters, Carly, Callie, and Chesney, had the best life growing up, and they done just that. Growing up, we always was in church until about age 12. From there, my downhill spiral began. At age 13, at age 13, I began hanging out with older people and started drinking and smoking cigarettes and vapes. At the end of ninth grade, I went with my buddy and smoked weed for the first time, and man, I thought I was so cool until it hit me. It scared me so bad, I didn't touch it for about a year <clears throat> until 10th grade summer. I smoked every day that summer, along with partying, getting so drunk I'd pass out. 11th grade year, my school started hair follicle drug tests, but that didn't stop me. I drank every day that I could and was introduced to pills, and I fell in love. Little did I know at 16, I was in over my head. Before I knew it, I was stealing from money from my mom, my dad, my stepmom, friends, family, anyone I could get close enough to, I was taking their money. I ended up getting caught at work stealing one day, and it led to me having to move schools. I moved to a small private school called South Choctaw Academy in Toxie, Alabama. It was very good, but also a very bad thing for me. There I was in, there I was introduced to more pills, mushrooms, acids, Xanax, you name it, and I could have it. So senior year I started, <clears throat> and I was worse than ever, doing anything and everything I could. Sex, drugs, stealing, selling, I was doing it all. Well, one day a new friend from school invited me to come over to eat, and little did I know they were truly God-sent people. No matter, how, no matter how bad I got, they loved me and took care of me like their own child. And they are Grant, Aaron, Jackson, Maddie, Owen, his family. They saw greatness even through the darkness. Miss Aaron got me back going to church even though I was still messing up. No matter how bad I got, they always loved me and took care of me through my senior year, making sure I had everything I needed. Come graduation day, May 13, 2022, I was headed back <clears throat> from the plug's house with my buddy and we were pulled over. Five minutes through the traffic stop, I was in handcuffs headed to the county jail at 17. I was charged with five possession of controlled substance charges, but God had other plans for me. I graduated that night and on May 17th, I landed at the Voice of Hope. God had me right where he wanted me. <clears throat> God has brought me through more things than I can see or count, and I am blessed to be standing here today to tell you how good he really is. Since I've been at the Voice of Hope, I've been saved, forgiven, and learned how to love myself again. He's restoring me and my family, and thanks to him, my family hasn't missed a day of church since I was, since I was arrested. They are getting closer to God, and so am I. I'm getting closer to him more than I ever have in my life, and I'm, I have so much joy and peace in my heart and soul knowing that God is on my side all the time. For the first time in a long time, I get excited when I get to go to church. I want to go to church as much as I possibly can now that I have him on my side. Life is so much better with him on my side, and he's restoring my mind and dealing with me and my fellow brothers each and every day. I can't, I can't thank him enough for giving me chance after chance and never giving up on me even when I gave up on him and didn't love him. I thank all staff at the Voice of Hope for allowing me to be a part of something amazing and teaching me how to grow as a person and as a Christian. I thank everyone who made this possible for me to share how good God is and how all things are possible through Him. Thank you. Come on, Josh Calder. This guy right here, he's not in the Voice of Hope no, no more, but he went through Voice of Hope, and uh, he is. Uh, he and his wife are now uh, members of our church, and uh, 
he he helps out at the ministry when whatever he whatever he can do and i just thank god for this guy right here but he has a powerful testimony i love you josh Calder. I was under attack at a very young age and didn't even know it. I didn't understand why I was going through the things I was going through. I was suicidal. I wanted to kill myself. I felt worthless like I didn't belong in this world. I felt like my own family hated me, so I hated myself. Satan was feeding me lies and I was believing them. Those lies created the pain that I didn't know how to deal with. I was hurting. I wanted everyone around me to feel my pain. I didn't want anyone happy around me. See, the enemy's plan was to get me to focus on myself and the lies he was feeding me so that I would act out and ruin any chance of discovering that God still had a plan for my life. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says, If any of you want to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Well, there was no way I could be a disciple for Jesus because I was so selfish and only worried about me. I didn't care about anything or anyone else. Satan only comes to steal to kill, steal, and destroy. He killed my spirit, stole my joy, and was using me to destroy everything and everyone around me. I was raised in a good home by my mother and stepfather who had been preaching God's word for 23 years now. So I knew who God was, but I didn't understand who God really was and what he was all about, so I ran from him. <clears throat> At the age of nine, I thought I had life figured out. Satan was talking to me and I was talking back. Together, we created the monster for the next 17 years. I was curious about drugs, gangs, and prison. I wanted nothing more than to be a gangster. I was committed to a life of crime. I started acting out, smoking, drinking, and fighting. I started to cause problems in the only home I had that provided all the love and support anyone could ask for. I lost all hope for my future. I was in active addiction 13 of those 17 years. I lived a rough lifestyle and hurt a lot of people. I've been in three different prisons in the state of Mississippi and done every drug in the book. Nobody, even myself, ever thought I'd get myself together. I thought my life was over, and I was prepared to die. I thought Satan had me right where he wanted me. But God, God had a plan for me. God had me just where I needed to be. God had his hand on me the whole time I was running. He reminded me of his promise that when he starts something, he will finish it. The Holy Spirit started dealing with me while I was in prison, in the middle of my addiction. God wrecked the life I had, created for myself, and put me on a new path. He spoke to me and said, it's time. I got out of the game and quit doing drugs. I started going to the prison church, at, and at 26 years old, I gave my life to the Lord and was baptized with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. Six months later, I was being released. God put the Voice of Hope Recovery ministry in my path, and I went as soon as I was released. There, I began to truly build my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for the Voice of Hope because I had no worries and they provided everything I needed to study and meditate on the Word of God. The closer I got to God, the more I came alive. God gave me dreams and visions, turned my life around and gave me hope for the future. I have experienced freedom from all bondage and chains that once held me down. God has restored and He has provided. God made a way when I thought there wasn't one. He is still in the miracle working business because I'm a walking miracle. I depend on the Holy Spirit. And just like Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I stand firm on that word. I am now a husband and a father, the husband and father God intended me to be. I hold a full-time job doing something I enjoy. 
And for two and a half years, I've remained clean. I refuse to spend any more of this life consumed by anything other than serving God and loving my family. God has restored and blessed everything Satan once stole. So this man standing before you today is the real me. I am Joshua Lee Calder, a soldier for Jesus Christ, protected by the full arm of God and redeemed by his grace. Thank you. Ain't God good. This is tangible evidence of the goodness of God. Every single day of my life, I get to be a part of this. And sad as it is, guys, not everybody's story turns out like this. Not everybody stays. But God put me in their life to do my part, and I promise God that I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I sow into them. When I stand before God one day, because we will, when I stand before God one day, I'm going to be able to say that I gave my all to these men. Voice of Hope Recovery and Beauty from Ashes is a nine-month faith-based recovery program. We have four biblical principles that we uh, go by, and faith being the first one, family being our second one, and then finance and fitness. And we, all these core values we teach to our men and our women. And we help them also uh, after they complete the program, we offer a secondary program. They can come in. We'll help them get their GED. Uh, my sister-in-law works for Colin here in McGee or Mendenhall. And uh, we help these guys and these girls get their life back together. We help them get the GED. We do job, job training with them. Uh, we, we have, we have uh, a finance committee that, with, with a bank here in McGee that comes in, and they, uh, they help them show them how to get, you know, for most, most of us in addiction, by the time we get done with our addiction, our checking account looks terrible, you know what I mean? <laughs> we owe millions of people, and, and, you know, we have no credit whatsoever. So we, uh, we teamed up with people that help uh, cl give us classes to help rebuild their credit and everything. So, but that's what Voice of Hope and Beauty from Ashes is doing and you know, when Pastor and his wife and, and, and me and my wife started these programs, you have no idea the burden that this ministry carries. Each and every day, we go to the front lines and we fight for these people. And the majority of them that come in our program don't have anybody. I've been there. I've, I've been there. I've lived that life. I did people wrong, and God took somebody like me that had lived a life of addiction for 25 years that's used to it, to be able to sow into these people, somebody that was so broken, so lost for so long, now I'm fulfilling that purpose in my life, and God has a purpose for all of us. And all, all those purposes don't look the same. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is within keeping the faith. 
Ladies and gentlemen, two miles down the road, there are being two arcs that are being built. And my challenge to you is to help build those arcs. My mom and dad never lost faith in God. Their baby that grew up in church, making every church camp for every year that was inviting kids from his school to church winning people to the kingdom at an early age took a road that I didn't desire to take that Satan desired for me to take God called my mom and dad to build an ark to save their family. Had they had lost faith in God, where would I be at today? Had they would have quit chopping the wood, had they would have quit nailing the boards on that boat. And the in that verse in Hebrews it says, being warned of things not yet seen, what the writer is speaking about right there and in Genesis chapter 2 it tells us that never once has anybody ever seen rain the earth has never rained the earth was watered from the creeks and the streams and the water underneath the earth so here you go you have Noah God tells him to build an ark because it's going to flood he don't even know what a flood is but by faith, by faith, he built that ark. And it saved his whole entire family. My mom and dad, their faith saved their son. We don't do anything by faith, without faith. We don't believe without faith. We don't have salvation without faith. We don't please God without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Noah built the ark. Him and his family got on the boat. When everybody was calling him stupid and dumb and what are you doing? You look ignorant. Because he kept faith. And because he walked close with God, he saved his entire family. By faith, we have started these ministries of voice and hope and beauty from ashes. no idea the burden it is to have a guy come in your program that got dealt a hand that he didn't deserve 
He never had a father. He never had a mother. But the grandparents he had beat him every day of his life. God ordained for him to arrive at Voice of Hope. For me, for my staff of about seven guys and our pastor, Jeremy Smith, to be able to sow into these men when nobody else loves them. Love always wins. It always wins. We are called to love like Jesus. And when we love like Jesus, miracles happen. When you love somebody that has never been loved, something starts happening inside of them. Something starts moving. They can't even explain the feelings that they're starting to have. Because they've never had a mom and dad. They've never had nobody that cared about them. The only people in their life had been beating them. And now they arrive at Voice of Hope. And they're starting to feel this love. This love that we all feel regular. That they never felt. By faith. We're building an ark two miles down the road. Two of them. And I ask each and every one of you that's listening unto the sound of my voice right now. Will you help us chop down some trees? Will you help us saw the boards? Will you help us nail the boards to the boat? The Bible says in Genesis that he sealed the boat with pitch inside and out. You know what the root word for pitch is? Atonement. You want to know why you're going to be safe for eternity? Because the atonement blood of Jesus Christ that seals the eternal destiny when we step out by faith and allow Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior of our lives. My prayer today is for Church Alive. Y'all have already done a lot, Pastor, and I thank you for it. But I challenge you today. I could have brought 27 more guys with me today. And you could have heard testimonies that would have just, just blowed your mind. And the same thing at the women's. And to be honest with you, a lot of their stories is way sadder than some of the guys. We have women that are prostituted out. Because they have no way, no means to take care of themselves. The only means that they know get the drugs that they, they, they desire to have is by selling their body. We have females that are sex trafficked. My wife and I, 
two years ago. Sit on side of Highway 84 in Calhoun for seven hours waiting on a phone call from a girl that she graduated Raleigh High School with. She had been sex trafficked. She's been addicted for a long time. She had four kids, five kids, and ain't seen them in a while. We sit on the side of 84 Highway for seven hours waiting on a phone call from her to let us know when he fell asleep. I'll never forget that night when that phone rung. Pastor Gene, we was two miles from that guy's house. Uh, Jones County Sheriff Department met us there. We went in while he was passed out in the same room that she was in. By faith. <laughs> it takes faith to go do something like that. By faith, we went in that room with the Jones County Sheriff's Department and we pulled Megan out of there. And she, today, is part of Beauty from Ashes. She, today, has an anointing on her life that breaks the yoke. She has a voice. She has a voice that is just, I can't explain it. When she sings, she just makes you cry. By faith, these arcs are being built. And I'm asking each and every one of y'all to pray, at the least pray, for the ministries of Voice of Hope and Beauty from Ashes. And we need every dime we can get. March 26th, God I woke up from a dream, and in that dream, me and Brittany was going all over the state of Mississippi. I can remember every church, and there was hundreds that we stopped at. And every one of them we stopped at, I had a bucket in my hand. And I could not for the life of me figure out why that bucket. And when I woke up, God gave me a vision that bucket gear. God gave me a vision of a year of change for lives to change. And I was like, God, what are you showing me? What are you showing me? He said, get up. Go look in that bucket over there by your dresser. I keep a metal can, the kind you get caught the popcorn in every Christmas got the divider and it got three different kind of popcorns that's what me and my kids put our change in and every year it'll be that deep in change and he said you know how many other people do that he said what I want you to do he said I want you to have some buckets made with some vinyl stickers with voice of hope and beauty from ashes that says a year of change and he said I'm going to open up doors of churches across the state of Mississippi get you in them and you take men and women that I'm doing a work in their life that I'm loving them because they've never been loved and you let them speak and he said you leave a bucket at every church you go to and he said not only am I going to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on voice of hope beauty from ashes 
but every church that gets on board with what's going on at this ministry. This was on March 26, April the 2nd. I'd already been asked to speak at the Focus Conference at, in Flowood at, uh, at Christway. Pastor Jeremy asked me to speak. And he said, I said, what do you want me to speak on, Pastor? He said, there's going to be youth. I want you to tell of the choices that you made in life at an early age that changed my life forever. So I wrote my testimony up. I went and spoke. There were 600 kids there that day. It was powerful. The next morning, messenger, I had four pastors that had messaged me over the night. I go to bed early. There was four pastors that had messaged me said, when can you come to my church to speak? This was one week from the, the day that I had the dream and woke up from a dream and God gave me the vision. In one week's time, he opened four church doors for us to get in. And I think right now we've already planted 15 buckets across the state of Mississippi. And we have churches lined up for the next month, three or four months. There's two arcs being built right down the road from y'all's home. Last night, there was a guy walked into a service station. Friday night, walked into a service station in McGee. A guy or a girl, I'm not sure, a person, and blew their brains out right there in the, in the store, in our hometown. And if I had to guess, they was high on drugs. We're doing the work of the Lord. We stepped out on faith. I'm asking y'all by faith. Come on, Pastor. I'm asking y'all by faith to sow into what's going on. And I promise you, God has never let me down. And I'm telling you, if he says he's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings, I promise you he's opened up the window of heaven and he's pouring out blessings. God bless you. I love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for listening to Church of Life's teaching of the week. We invite you to join us for the Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 a.m. or learn more at churchalive.net.